Welcome to the Billingshurst Family Church Podcast. For more information or to support our work in Billingshurst and the surrounding areas, please visit billingshurstfamily.church. Lockdown has made everything change in so many people's lives uh, from the, on a day-to-day basis. You know, not, we haven't known where to turn. Our mental, mental health of loads of people, and myself included, has been impacted uh, during this time. You know, we don't know what the long-term effect of lockdown is going to have on our country, you know, from an economic standpoint, at the very least, but uh, almost, you know, certainly more important in my eyes, we don't know what the long-term effect uh, on the emotional and mental health of our country is going to be, both of which will affect the economic growth. Um, You know, this has been a a, a tricky time. Not wanting to stay on a downer, so, you know, I don't want to stay on a downer, so let's look at what the response has been from people during this time. People have never prayed before. Even celebrities like Russell Brand have turned to prayer in a public way. You know, statistics from early May uh, said that one in 25% of people in the UK had turned to prayer in this season. And that 25% of 18 to 24-year-olds had started tuning into religious services. Um, you know, if you've started tuning to BFC during this time, hello, it's great to have you with us. Um, but it's amazing the impact that this season has had. Uh, people are searching for answers. and uh, People are looking for support. You know, even trying out age-old practices, um, you know, they might not know exactly what they've been, what they're doing, but they're searching, they're looking for support and answers. Perhaps maybe even you've tried praying for the first time in this whole season. You know, how do you find it? How was it? Did it, was it a good time, good session, um, a good time in prayer perhaps? Um, it's amazing the impact that these things can have. Um, you know, this morning I'm sort of closing off our sermon series on the book of James, um, and uh, James closes his letter in teaching his readers all about prayer. Uh, and this is a timely passage for us to hear, I believe. You know, my prayer is that we all hear James' practical advice from this letter and consider our prayer lives, our own lives of prayer in light of it. So we're going to read it now from uh, James chapter 5, uh, verses 13 to 20. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again and heaven gave rain and the earth bore its fruit. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. As we're considering prayer, I think it's really important that we start at the beginning. What's prayer? What is prayer? Um, At its basic level, it's turning to God and speaking to him and hearing from him. You know, this isn't something that needs incense or special words to be spoken. Um, It's when we turn to the creator God, our heavenly father. Jesus tells us, you know, when you pray, pray our father. Um, You know, when we're to address our heavenly father, um, we're to talk to him and hear from him. You know, it's some, prayer is something we can do as we drive the car. Something we can do is take the kids to work, uh, kids to school, or even if we're sitting in exam. 
Um, you know, we can pray in all those circumstances and others, in all circumstances, in fact. Um, in Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, he tells them to pray without ceasing. Just keep praying. Keep talking to God. Keep seeking him. Keep asking him. Keep hearing from him. You know, this isn't a picture of just, you know, specific moments set aside for prayer, as, as good as they are. They're fantastic things. I'll talk about that in a moment. But what's important is this ongoing relationship with God who hears. The God who is there is referred to as Jehovah Shammah. Uh, you know, it's transliter- transliterated from the Hebrew. It's God who is there. You know, we don't pray to an empty, the empty ether. We pray to God who is there, God who hears, God who listens to us, God who speaks to us uh, because he's there. And, um, you know, taking time aside to pray is a good thing. It's a really good thing. Um, you know, it's like in all relationships. If you just spend time brushing past each other, um, then you miss out on the fullness of the relationship. Sometimes we need to take time aside to dwell with that person, to be with them. And that's where the relationship grows. Um, you know, setting time aside for prayer, taking time to pray, just like Jesus did. Jesus is an amazing model for us in this. Taking time aside to pray, to be with God, is a really beneficial thing to do. Let me encourage you, you know, get, get doing it. Um, it's really good to take that time to pray. I've found in this season, actually getting out, getting out and praying is 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 my thing. You know, I go out on my mountain bike and early in the morning and I'll, I love praying uh, while I'm riding, you know, particularly when I'm on my own. Um, it's re- really good. Uh, maybe, maybe for you it's walking, maybe for you it's driving to go to the shop, buy some food or whatever, when you have some time where you can set aside to pray. Um, and taking the specific time as well. There's a time when I was out on my bike the other week. Um, I got to the end of a trail and I put my bike down. And I sat down. I just sat there for 10 minutes just praying, just thanking God for the wind and the trees uh, and for who he is. Yeah. Taking those specific times aside to pray are really, really good and really important. Um, okay. In this passage from James, he highlights some really key things for us. Um, he starts off basically just saying, just pray. You know, if you're suffering, pray. Uh, if you're rejoicing, if everything's good, uh, sing praise. And that's just another way of thanking God, speaking to God. It's just another form of prayer. Um, you know, no matter what we're going through, just like that Thessalonians verse says, we're encouraged to pray. Um, you know, encouraged to seek God to be with us, walking with us, um, being abiding with us. No, no matter what circumstances we're facing, um, you know, for first first lesson from James in this passage. Pray. Um, it's a really simple teaching, um, and it's really a key one for us to hold on to. The next thing he talks about is calling others to pray. Sometimes calling on spiritual leaders, elders of the church, uh, to pray for you when you're sick is the right thing to do. Um, calling on men who have faith in God's ability to heal, to come alongside you in your time of need, and um, men who know the Lord Jesus and are willing to act in faith on your behalf. Um, you know, when men are appointed to eldership in churches like ours, their expectation is, you know, my expectation when I was uh, appointed, prayed in to be an elder at BFC, was that sometimes I'd be called on to pray for people. And it, and it isn't trouble for us to come and pray for you. You know, if you're sick, in faith, ask us to come. Um, currently, we have two elders, me and Neil, um, and we will happily come and pray. You know, sometimes we'll anoint with oil too. There was one day earlier this year um, where we battled through a torrential downpour, this sort of storm of wind and rain to get them to go and pray for someone who was sick. Um, And we anointed them with oil on this occasion. You know, it's an act of obedience and faith for us. You know, in James' time, anointing with oil was often considered medicinal. Um, 
but also throughout scripture, all symbolic for the presence of the Spirit of God. Sometimes marking out his presence in a physical way by anointing with oil um, is beneficial to us. And it's a mark of faith, a stepping out in faith. As we read in the passage, the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. Not save as in provide salvation, you know, it's only possible through knowing Jesus, but save them from their sickness, from their illness. You know, the Lord will make them well, the passage says. You know, elders should be filled with faith when praying for people in this way. You know, but all of us should be filled with faith whenever, whenever we're praying for our brothers and sisters. Um, another thing the passage lays out is uh, for us to pray in faith. Um, when we pray, we call on the Lord of hosts, the God of angel armies, this mighty, powerful God. Uh, we're calling on him to step in and heal. Um, you know, it's not the prayer itself that heals, uh, but God. He's a sovereign God. He's the one who decides what he will and he won't do. Uh, sometimes when we pray, he'll heal miraculously on the spot. Um, sometimes he'll heal people over, over, over time. You know, I believe that healing, all healing comes from God, the way God made our bodies uh, the, with the ability to heal ourselves. It's a gift of God. He heals. Um, and so sometimes, um, say he'll heal miraculously on the spot, sometimes over time. Sometimes we won't know healing this side of our resurrection. And that's really hard uh, for us for us to get and understand because it doesn't feel fair, doesn't feel right. You know, but our job is to pray in faith and see what God does. And this can be hard to accept. But we must remember that God plans to use all the difficulties that we face for our good. And the greatest good that we can know is to be in his presence for eternity, rejoicing and dancing and singing with him. And, or you know, even just sitting with him. Um, you know, that's the greatest good we can know is to be with him and have eternal life with him. You know, even Jesus didn't heal everyone he encountered. You know, but let us pray in faith, just like we're being told in this in these passages. Pray in faith and remember that God is in control. Um, so we step out in faith and we let God do the rest. Um, that's kind of the, the way this stuff goes. And this isn't this isn't just about calling the elders to pray. You know, we're supposed to live in fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We're supposed to know them, hang out with them, talk to them, um, see them in home group and see them in prayer meetings and stuff like that. You know, we don't have prayer meetings and home groups just because everyone should go to them. Um, we have them because they're good for us um, and it's helpful and beneficial for us to walk with our brothers and sisters. It's also what God calls us to, fellowship with one another. Um, and it's important that we have people that we can live life with and be honest with. In this season of life, our Christian brothers and sisters are so important for us to lean on for prayer, uh, to walk with us and come alongside us. Having others interceding for us is, is to have others calling on God to act in your life and to help you and support you. If we're ill, calling on friends to pray can bring breakthrough for healing as well, um, as they call on God to use his power to heal. An interesting part of this passage is that James encourages us to confess our sins to one another. Now, I know some of us are going to be there going, whoa, 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 no, no, no. I I confess sins to my brothers and sisters. That's really uncomfortable. I don't think I could do that. And it's really scary. I'm not going to lie. It, it can be really scary. Um, but I believe there's healing to be discovered when we confess our sins to one another. When we hold on to the things that we've done against others or God, we allow that sin to fester within us. Um, and it has an impact on us. Because we always know it's there in the back of our mind, just going, but you, you did this. And then it's always trying to lead us astray. Oh, yeah, yeah, but you, know, oh, you should do that again. It affects the way we behave, the way we act. 
it can lead us off the path that leads to righteousness and contributes to us repeating the behaviour again and again, usually getting worse and worse. Sometimes confessing that sin to a trusted brother or sister is the only way that we will discover true freedom and healing. Those who know me best uh, will know that I struggle with a sense of not being good enough. Okay, we're moving on from the sin stuff now. You know, this is, I struggle with a sense of not being good enough. Um, and my friend, you know, those who are close to me will be probably laughing if they're watching this, um, knowing that it is something I struggle with um, to a silly degree a lot of the time. Um, and if you're like me, you might read this passage uh, and see it talk about a righteous person's prayers being powerful. Think, That's not me. That's not me. No, 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 I'm not righteous. I'm, I've got no righteousness. Uh, there's no righteousness in me. I'm not good enough for that. Um, I can't do that. Um, and uh, yeah, we get, we get completely caught up in not being good enough, um, if you're a bit like me. Um, but James points out in drawing on this story of a guy called Elijah, um, who's just a normal guy like you and me. He has a nature like ours, James says. Um, and you know what? His prayers cause the rain to stop, from, stop falling. His... his, his this guy, just like you and me, caused the rain to stop falling. And again, later on, three and a half years later, you know, he prayed and the rain stopped for three and a half years in, in, in the land. Um, and then he prayed again and the, the rains came. Um, and, uh, you know, he, it start, which came, they came and they started to restore life. You know, there'd been drought and famine and now there was life coming you know there was this rain coming and people knew that when the rain came there was going to be life again um, so you kind of you have to ask what was special about Elijah you know James said he had a nature just like ours um, you know there wasn't much special about Elijah and yet he achieved great things um, and you know what it is that set him apart was that he knew God he knew God he knew what God was like and he, he knew him he heard him speak from time at times you know, being a righteous person is less about you and what you do. Um, it's much more about who you know. I mean, like in business, sometimes, sadly, it's not about what you know, it's who you know. Um, and in Jesus, we discover God. The God who went to the cross to bear all of our sin and shame on our behalf so that we might have relationship with him. The one who proved the fullness of his salvation work by rising again from that tomb. All we need to do is turn to that God in prayer, seek his salvation, and then his righteousness is given to us. Um, we are made righteous by Jesus. It's not about me and how I feel. The truth is that he has given his righteousness to me. He has, If you know him, he has given his righteousness to you. Um, and it's amazing. The prayer of a righteous person. If you know Jesus, you are a righteous person. Um, it's amazing. Second Corinthians 5 verse 21 says that for our sake, he, God, made him to be sin who knew no sin, uh, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Okay, when we know him, he's dealt with all of our trouble. He's dealt with all of our sin. We bring it to him and we confess our sins to our brothers and sisters. When we bring our sin to him, um, he deals with it. He gives us his righteousness. And, um, you know, it's not about you. It's all about him. If you know him, you have his righteousness and your prayers are powerful, just like Elijah's. Just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing that you know, God would use someone like me, someone like you, to do his work on earth, to, to pray and to speak to him, to have the privilege of speaking to God. It's just phenomenal. Uh, and we have access to all of that through Christ. 
Um, and all we need to do is turn to him, uh, confess our sins, confess our brokenness to him and say, I believe that what you did on the cross was for me and I want hold on to hold on to that. I want you as Lord and Saviour in my life. Um, and he will give you his righteousness. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. You know, maybe today, maybe in this season even, this is the first time you've considered some of the depth of what praying is all about. But that is root, knowing Jesus, praying in his name, bringing his authority into a situation, whether that's our times of trial or times of plenty. Knowing Jesus is how we have a relationship restored with God and our prayer lives flourish uh, and bring enduring change into our lives. We are changed by being able to call on God, changed by knowing Jesus. You know, Jesus who um, spoke so much about love um, and, uh, and caring for those around us. James ends his letter, this letter, considering this sort of love. You know, at the end of it, and, and also in the next book in our Bible, in 1 Peter, um, we're reminded that love covers a multitude of sins. Okay, you might be looking at, the, go, flicking back through your Bible, looking at the passage, going, Craig, but this bit doesn't actually say love covers a multitude of sins. Um, it, it's, you know, it says, uh, you know, that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. No, okay, you got me. Um, but what act of love is greater than the one who goes after someone who has wandered? You know, when we look at Jesus, um, who would leave the 99 and go after the one who was in trouble, um, you know, how much more so can when we, when we go after the one who's wandering, the one who is getting lost, um, what a greater act of love is that? Uh, what greater act is there than that, going after one who is wandering? Um, you know, love is active. It means praying for those who wander from the faith, um, seeking them out, you know, as we can in this season, um, seek people out to see their, help them see their need for God afresh and their need of the family of faith. You know, who could you be seeking to restore to the way of the kingdom, to Jesus's way? You know, what an act of love it would be for you to seek them out and to restore them to God's way. When we turn to God, we discover love in all its fullness. And when we pray, we, uh, we are heard by the God of love. You know, he's the God of angel armies, the God of might and power, but the God who loved you enough to send his own son to die for you. Um, you know, let's enjoy a prayer life with the God who loves us and a God who calls us his sons and daughters. Um, I'm just going to close in prayer and um, I just pray that yeah, you're going to enjoy the week and that you might discover his love afresh for you. Lord God, I thank you for um, the fact that we can turn to you in prayer. I thank you, Lord, that you encourage us to keep praying. I thank you, Lord God, that you're a God we can trust that even when we might not see exactly everything we want to see, we can know that you are in charge and you know what you're doing. And I pray, Lord God, that you'd help us all to grow in our communication with you, whether that's singing praise or, or spending specific time with you or even just praying on the drive into work. Um, I just pray, Lord God, that you'd help us to grow in our trust of you um, and in seeking your way for all things. I pray, Lord, specifically that you'd lay people on our hearts to see them, um, see them saved, Lord, to see them returned to you, you know, those who have wandered from the faith. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to see those people around us and to act in love on their behalf and reach out to them, Lord. Yeah, I just pray you'd be with us all this week. In Jesus' name. Amen.